Another mass shooting happens in Los Angeles County, and Dems blame white supremacy, but oops. Another fiery but mostly peaceful riot happens in Atlanta. When is CNN really going to learn? And I will show you what happens when woke meets reality. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talk of Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I hope you enjoyed the two-parter about the words from Davos. Uh, I recorded the last one. They were really long. I think they were about 45 to 50 minutes apiece. But I was able to get through the whole thing. So if you haven't heard them, take a listen. I think it's important to really listen to what's being said out there. And realize that a lot of people who think this stuff is that I talk about and what a lot of other people talk about is conspiracy theory. It's really not. And we need to listen to these people because these people are dangerous. There is nothing more dangerous than an elitist billionaire that thinks he or she knows how to run your life. And most of the world thinks like this. That's what's really scary. Only in the United States do most of us, I'd say most of us, don't believe that the government can run our lives better than we can. But there are a lot of people out there in all of Europe basically believes that, that the government is better able to run your life than you are. But I mean, the elitists in Europe believe that. Of course, the Europeans with the uh, protests you're seeing all throughout Europe, especially in France right now, you can tell that a lot of people don't buy this crap anymore. And their lives, because... They, these elitists have been allowed to lead, are doing a pretty crappy-ass job. And so that's leading to some major protests and riots. So we'll have to see. Um, okay, let's get to some news. All right. There's another mass shooting in Monterey Park in Los Angeles County. Now, Monterey Park is about eastern Los Angeles County. Um, this was, of course, the Chinese New Year. Ten people were killed. Uh, ten people were injured. The, the, suspect, uh, the suspect went to a uh, apparently a dance club and the... And because it was the Chinese New Year, the dance club was absolutely packed. And then he just started shooting. Now, apparently, he wasn't using a rifle. He, uh, I haven't heard all of the, the story yet. It sounds like he was using a handgun. A handgun was recovered. He uh, is turned out to be a 70-year-old man who ended up shooting himself at the end. They did catch him yesterday. He was on the loose. He went from that one nightclub and then went to another nightclub and tried to do the same thing, but the gun that he had was wrestled away from him and he ran away. And then one, then just yesterday morning, they found the van that he had apparently been riding in and they, uh, of course, SWAT team went in, uh, blocked the car out. And then after about an hour or two, they, they went into the, the van and found that he had shot himself in the head. Now, you can imagine what what happened, right? You can imagine what the politicians are doing. And it wouldn't be any shock. First off, they blame gun violence. And, of course, then they blame white supremacy. Now, for his 
credit, to his credit, Joe Biden didn't do that. Joe Biden just basically said prayers with you on this day. He didn't really say anything that was controversial or anything like that. So good for him because this this crap where people don't even know what's going on. They don't even know what the guy looked like and they're already making claims. So here's Chuck Schumer. I'm heartbroken by the news of the shooting on Monterey Park in the uh, amid the Lunar New Year celebrations. I'm praying for the victims, their families, and the first responders. We must stand up against to bigotry and hate wherever they rear their ugly heads, and we must keep working to stop gun violence. So, two things here, bigotry and hate. Um, there was no, we don't, didn't even know, when he sent us out, we didn't even know what happened. We don't know who the guy was. We had no idea who, what the motivations were. And again, the a second part to this, which you'll see in the other tweets, it's always gun violence. It's never the guy's fault. It's always the gun's fault. Now, most of us who have guns haven't killed anybody. As a matter of fact, most of those guns never even sh- been pulled on somebody. But it's always gun violence. Here's Adam Schiff, which you knew this is going to be stupid. Ten dead in Monterey Park. I am sickened. A horrific example of needless gun violence, there it is, with bigotry towards AAPI individuals as a possible motive. Um, they didn't know any moments. They knew nothing, they, any motive. They had no idea what had happened. There was absolutely no reason to come up with that. AAPI is a American Asian Pacific Islander or some crap like that. But yes, anything would have been a possible motive. Another possible motive was he saw a unicorn and he wanted to... I mean, there there are lots of possible motives. He didn't know any of them, okay? And then finally, there was not... It wasn't just... uh, It wasn't just that uh, from politicians. There was a gal named Francesca Hong, who is a Chinese-American and a a journal... Quote, journalist, end quote. She said this, Heart is... is beyond heavy for the victims and their loved ones. Lunar New Year is a time for togetherness, celebration, and love. This tragedy tragedy is beyond hate. We are broken as a nation to have mass shootings and white supremacy to uh, white supremacy reign terror. Our community is shattered. Okay, so what did we end up finding out about this guy? About maybe two hours, three hours after the shooting? Yeah, he was Asian. He was a 70-year-old Chinese, Asia, uh, American Chinese man. So, um, all that white supremacy there. Of course, none of these people will take their crap back. And in two weeks, three weeks, this will be forgotten. This, will, this, this whole thing will be forgotten. It's already not being talked about in, on CNN and MSNBC. Because, again, it goes against the narrative. All right, in other news, uh, more classified documents have been found in Biden's homes again. Now, this time, the FBI, at the supposedly at the request of the White House, performed a 13-hour search on Biden's home in Delaware. 13 hours. And they found six more documents. Um, the documents were not only dated when old Joe was vice president. They were dated when he was senator. Joe Biden was left the Senate in 2009, which means he's been walking around for 12 years with classified documents that he should have never had as senator. Now, remember I said that 
you know, everyone tried to compare this with Trump. Well, Trump was the president. Okay, so Trump can declassify. It's very, it's very unclear what what Trump did if he violated laws and things like that. Well, we can tell now he didn't violate any laws. You know why? Because if he did, Joe Biden's going to prison. He did what he's doing is far worse. And both, by the way, are felonies. So if Trump gets convicted, there's no way Joe Biden doesn't get convicted. But he's not allowed to have all this stuff. And of course, there are lots of things like uh, who was at this house. We already know Hunter was at the house. Uh, this is an absolute disaster for Joe Biden. And even Democrats, they, they, can't, they can't defend this. They're even saying, hey, this is, this is a big problem. So don't expect Joe Biden to make an announcement that he's running for president again. That's not going to happen. The FBI has also said that they will, um, they will have to probably search his other homes. So this is going to be really interesting. Joe Biden did make a statement on Thursday, though, which was less than satisfactory for a lot of people. Listen to this statement. As we found, uh, we found a handful of documents were failed, uh, were filed in the wrong place. We immediately turned them over to the archives of the Justice Department. We're fully cooperating, looking forward to getting this resolved quickly. I think you're going to find there's nothing there. I have no regrets. I'm following what the lawyers have told me they want me to do. It's exactly what we're doing. There's no there there. Thank you. All right. Okay, here's the problem with that statement. You just admitted there are classified documents in, the house, in your houses. There is a there there. Sorry, that's it. It doesn't matter if there were a few documents or 10,000 documents found. They're not supposed to be at your house. And you had no authority back then, as a senator, for Christ's sake, to have those documents. He was, you got to understand, he wasn't even in politics for four years, five years, before, before he became, he wasn't even in the Senate. So there were times when he wasn't the president, he wasn't the vice president, he wasn't a senator, and he's, he's got this class of type. So no, that's not true. And what he's doing, this stuff is a felony. So he's in trouble. He's not getting a lot of support. Even a lot of his, uh, even a lot of his own people are saying, "Yeah, no, this is this is not good." And uh, finally, um, Ron Klain, who is this, the um, Ron Klain, who is the White House Chief of Staff, is leaving. Not a big shock. Ron Klain does nothing but tweets all day tweet stupid crap. I mean, a lot of his tweets actually undermine what the president has said, undermine what the White House has said. He's a pretty crappy, uh, he's a pretty crappy chief of staff. So he's, the rumor has it, this was announced, I think on Sunday. So uh, yesterday, yesterday or Saturday. So who's going to replace him? A guy named Jeff Zaints. Or Saints, or Zaints, or Zeitz. I'm not, I'm not sure which. He used to be the COVID-19 czar. Now this guy, yeah, not a great guy. This guy was a big lockdown, mask down, mask up, uh, uh, it, uh, mandate guy, get the shot mandate guy, vaccine mandates. He was a little Hitler when he was running the COVID area. Um, but it just shows you, and he, he failed miserably. I mean, everything he had basically said was wrong, turned out to be all wrong. Uh, again, he's not a doctor, so it's not a shock he was wrong. 
But the problem is, you know, this is another example of failing up. So the guy does a crappy job as the COVID-19s are. And congratulations, you are now promoted to, um, you are now promoted to chief of staff or not chief of staff, excuse me. Um, yeah, chief of staff. So great. Well, let's listen to some Kamalaisms now. <laughs> So, it's been a while since I've actually done a Kamala-ism, like, three days. So, and, and for some reason, I don't know what the story is with them. They're letting her talk a lot more, which is great for me. I mean, it, it's it's very entertaining. She says just such stupid stuff, but I, it, they, I'm just surprised they keep letting her out and keep letting her talk. So here she was, she was in California, you know, California was actually inspected because of the emergency, emergencies, especially in the San Francisco area during the storms we had had, the two weeks of continuous rain. And here she is talking about climate change, the climate crisis. And yeah, she pretty much covers how the climate crisis is going to like destroy California. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna, <laughs> I don't know, I, I mean... Sounds like she's talking more about weather than a climate crisis. So let's listen. In particular, in dealing with the various issues that are present when we look at the climate crisis, think about water policy, uh, diversifying water policy, understanding that we must have the ability to diversify our approach and our and the resources everything from what we do in terms of uh, conservation to recycling, desalination, and storage of water. This plant and this facility in particular is doing some of the smartest and the most contemporary kind of work that is necessary to, to store water, understanding that the climate crisis presents exactly what we've experienced here in California. We're going to have days, and sometimes there will be days of immense water, of rain, of storms, of flooding. And at the same time, we are a state that has experienced for generations drought. And we must therefore understand that the issues that are present in the climate crisis are varied. And it requires us to be present and to be in front of each of the iterations and variations. That include extreme weather that produces a lot of water and extreme weather that produces drought. So you got that? Climate crisis creates lots of rain and creates lots of dry. So it, you could have flooding and you can have droughts. So she basically covered the entire spectrum so that everything can be, everything, folks, can be blamed on climate change. If it's really dry out and hot, that's climate change. If it's really cold and it's really rainy, that's climate change. If it's 76 degrees and sunny with a with a couple of fluffy clouds out there, that's also climate change. You, She just covered the whole spectrum of climate change. So no matter what, we're in climate change. Ugh. Here's what she forgets. I, now, in California, I know you guys back east are probably, you, you guys are minus 10 and stuff like that. In California, it's cold. Right now it's 45 degrees. It's 10 o'clock. It is never this. It is this is really cold for California, and this is I hate to tell you, really normal in California. And when we get rain, we get rain between 
December and March. We'll have rain next month. We'll have rain this month. We might have rain still this month. And we'll get it all the way through March. That's not unheard of. And then guess what will happen? In about April, it'll get to warmer. And then in the summer, it'll get pretty hot. Sometimes over 100 degrees. But she just covers it all. Okay, here's one where she tries to explain um, what e- what the difference is between equality and equity. Uh, I love this. Listen to this. Equality suggests often everybody should get the same thing. Well, that often assumes everybody started out in the same place. As opposed to equity, which is everyone should end up in the same place. And if you then understand not everybody started out in the same place, you understand some people need more. So we all end up in the same place. Uh, Equality does not mean we end up in the same place. Equality, she basically gave the definitions, the same definition to equality and equity. Equality is the equality of opportunity, which everyone has the same opportunity. They may not have the same resources, They may not have the same capacity. I'm not Elon Musk. I do not have the capacity he does. He's smarter than I am. He's more motivated than I am. He takes risks more than I do. Okay, so his capacity is far more than mine. So, But we both have the same. I could build rocket ships if I wanted to, if I had the capacity to do so, if I had the understanding, if I could be aggressive enough to drill up the, uh, the income needed. But I don't. Equity is equality of outcome. It means everyone is the same. And basically, that's socialism. And usually, when they mean equity, they're talking about everybody ends up with the same, which is all poor. That's how it works. And then here's Kamala again. She picked a winner here, discussing, telling us about electricity and how awesome our electricity system is. Let's just listen. Today, America has more than half a million miles of transmission lines, enough to wrap around the globe 24 times. These lines connect the power plants where electricity is created to homes and businesses and schools and hospitals across our nation. Think about it, every time you turn on a light or charge your laptop or plug in your air conditioner or put leftovers in the fridge, you rely on the power delivered by our nation's network of transmission lines. Is it me or does she talk to everybody like they're in kindergarten? Yes, we know there's a lot of cable and a lot of homes to connect to make electricity. Gotcha. It's like when she was talking, and the moon is made out of rocks. And I'm, oh, she talks to everyone like she is trying to. I'm pretty sure if you're listening to her speak at this moment, you already know that it takes wires to get electricity from point A to point B. And by the way, it takes oil to make the electricity that needs to be sent through the wires. And that's kind of a problem they are trying to get rid of here. But just absolutely, I mean, this gal is such a moron. And of course, Joe Biden showing his love for the police. And this was an amazing statement 
because he made this statement and he supposedly was supporting the police and believed it was saying we should not defund the police. But then he makes this kind of statement. You know, when I was coming up as a kid, you know, cops were learned to, you know, required to learn to shoot to kill. We ought to be able to shoot to stop. You know, everything shouldn't be an extreme. So the way we train police officers is changing. I mean, he's a moron. He, he actually said that we should not defund the police, but then he wanted to spend more money giving money to giving going from the police to psychiatrists because psychiatrists can fix this where the cops don't. And what is he talking about? Well, we used to teach cops how to shoot. Well, if they're killing people, basically they're doing it for a reason. They're not doing it because they just feel like shooting people. That, that's just, I'm sorry, not a thing. Absolutely not a thing. But this is the way he talks. And he's just divisive. He talks, says one thing, and then right out the other side of his mouth says completely the opposite. And you can tell this guy has no clue. You can tell he lives in a house where there is a $70,000 wall around his house so that nobody can get in. Because this guy is not living in the real world. And he hasn't lived in the real world for a really, really, really long time. Okay, let's get to the first story. Uh, last week, the police were clearing out an area in Georgia, just outside Atlanta, because they're going to build a new uh, police training facility. One of the things they needed to do is get people out of the area so they can start chopping down part of the forest that they're going to need for that area. And there was a homeless encampment or a bunch of people. I don't know if they were homeless. One of them was actually an activist. So he wasn't homeless per se. Well, the cops were clearing out the area, shutting down the tents and everything. So this guy walks out of the tent and starts shooting at the police. One police officer was hit in the abdomen. Lucky he had a bulletproof vest on. So even if he'd gotten, I don't know, he had to have surgery. So the bullet did get through. But the police, of course, returned fire and they basically killed the guy. Now, this guy ended up being kind of a, an Antifa an Antifa activist kind of guy. So on Friday, an account on Twitter called Scenes from, Atlanta, Scenes from the Atlanta Forest. And my understanding is this is an environmental Antifa sect. Very loose sect, no real leader or anything like that. They called for a night of rage in Atlanta because one of their brothers, end quote, end quote, was killed. Twitter took a while, but they finally pulled the account down, um, but not before a bunch of malcontents decided to start rioting. They burned a police car. They broke windows of local businesses. They blocked traffic. They started shooting fireworks through the streets, hitting the buildings and aiming at people. The, the area was not large, but it was an absolute mess. Six people ended up be, being arrested. All f were part of Antifa. And only one, one, was from Georgia. Now, I heard this morning it might have been seven, but I don't know. But only one was from Georgia. So what was truly, and they were, of course, they were all white, and they were all homed in actually pretty rich areas in other states. 
So it, it's it's just amazing. Even the guy from Georgia, white guy, he actually is was in pretty good shape. At least mommy and daddy were. What was truly amazing about this whole was the media coverage. It wasn't even that it was really an extreme. I mean, it's nothing compared to what it was in 2020. But the media coverage was amazing, especially on CNN. You would have thought that a news agencies, especially CNN, would have learned, especially after, after their fiery but mostly peaceful protests of 2020. They didn't. Here's CNN guest. Here's a CNN guest basically saying that Atlanta, that the riot in Atlanta was fiery but mostly peaceful, and that we should stop calling this violence. Let's listen. Well, I think that there's a real blurring of the lines in, in, in the use of the word violence. Is property destruction violence? Um, to some people, it certainly is. Um, but you know. This idea that breaking windows or, or, or other acts of property destruction are the same as uh, actual violence against humans uh, is it, it, it's, it's kind of a dangerous and, and slippery concept. And uh, I mean, look, I don't think this is a, a smart move. Um, I don't think it's it's a, a productive move from. From the standpoint of of the protesters, um, but as the, as even the chief himself said, this is a small group. Um, this this isn't this is a, also within this defend the forest movement. Um, there are no leaders, so people go off and do their own things. That doesn't just make them justifiable, but I, I do think that you know you keep using these words violent, 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 um, and. It, it gives the impression, I mean, the only violence that, that or, or the only acts of, of violence against people that I saw were, were actually police tackling protesters. I mean, CNN just will not learn. So would you call property damage violence? Well, yeah, I would. In a split second, I would call property damage violence, especially if it's my property. Of course, it's not his property, so he doesn't see it as violence. And then the other thing is, well, the only violence I saw was the uh, was the police tackling protesters. Okay, first off, they're not protesters. They were rioters. And he missed the police car that they set on fire? Did he miss the rocks that they were throwing against glass of businesses? Did he miss the uh, fireworks that were being shot at people? Did he not hear that the guys, the, these rioters, which were actual domestic terrorists, we'll call them what they are, had explosive devices on them? This is, again, CNN just doesn't get it. This is the fiery but mostly, mostly peaceful thing. And in the background, they are showing a police car exploding, burning. They're showing fireworks, and he's saying this isn't necessarily violence, and we need to stop calling it violence. Yeah, that's the problem. It's right wing. Antifa is the brown shirts of our generation. BLM is the brown shirts of our generation. They are the left wing brown shirts and black shirts, whichever you want to call them. And the the left, they just cannot get off their narrative. They cannot hide. They they, they keep showing. And just telling us this isn't violence. 
Meanwhile, January 6th. I mean, all we hear about is January 6th. January 6th lasted for like two hours. One person was killed. It was a January 6th rioter. rioter. Nobody else was killed. Meanwhile, these people are going out blowing things up. Not violence. Because it's property. Okay, whatever. And, but you know what? They'd come up with that excuse. Let's say it wasn't property. They'd come up with that excuse and say, oh, well, yeah, they were killed, but uh, yeah, but it's still not violence. Okay, we got one more story here, and this one I can't skip. This involves a 14-year-old girl named Sage. Now, that's not a real name. That's what her name is in court documents. Her father had died, and apparently he was the only one who was raising her at the time, and she was adopted by her grandmother. Needless to say, this little girl had some issues, real issues. Those issues got worse when the bureaucracy decided to get involved. Okay, so she decided that she was, instead of being a girl named Sage, she decided to became, become a little boy named Draco. Now, you might be asking yourself, first off, Draco, that's kind of a bizarre name. Right there, if some, some gal decided to start calling herself Draco and said she was a boy, I'd say she's probably got some problems right off the bat. Well, you might be asking yourself, okay, where did she get that she was a little boy? That's right, at school. So the school started socially transitioning her without telling the grandmother, the adopted grandmother. So the adopted grandmother had no bloody idea it was happening. So right off the bat, one bureauc one institution has already failed this kid. In August of 2021, the, the girl, Sage, uh, decided she was going to run away because she just couldn't handle living. She's disturbed. There's no question. I mean, losing a father, very traumatic. So she ran away and she traveled to Baltimore. I guess she was from, uh, not Maryland, but Virginia or something. I, I, I didn't get an idea of where she was actually from, but she ended up on the mean streets of Baltimore. Now, Baltimore, if you thought Los Angeles was a pit, Baltimore is just as much a pit. It is a miserable place. She was traveling the streets of Baltimore when she was picked up by a convicted sex offender. The man then trafficked her until he was picked up for another sex offense and the man was arrested. The girl said she was constantly being raped and she couldn't even give a number as to how many times she was, how many different people she had been sleeping with. Now, this guy who trafficked her, yep, he was dumped into, he's currently in jail awaiting trial. So this little girl was brought to court and her grandmother was wanted the girl back. So she went to court. Uh, the court assigned a activist lawyer to, because Sage didn't want to go back. She wasn't, she didn't really want to go back. And this lawyer convinced her, no, 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 you can't go back. Yeah. Because she's, your grandmother is not buying into this whole, you're a boy thing. And grandma wasn't. And apparently the big example that she wasn't going on with the boy, she misgendered her. She called her a she. Something like that. Okay. So there's a, a judge named Judge Robert Kershaw upon hearing everything that stated the Baltimore City Department of Juvenile Services was responsible for the replacement in a hardware secure therapeutic facility 
which makes reasonable accommodation for the child's expressed male gender and desire to live as a male. Now, mind you, one of the things people kind of failed to tell the judge, I'm not excusing the judge here, but one of the things they failed to tell the judge, yeah, the um, Baltimore City Department of Juvenile Services said that this little girl was never, never abused that she was fine. She was never raped. She wasn't trafficked or anything like that. So this guy basically said that because grandma doesn't really accept the fact that she's a girl, which she is, she is a girl, that he would put her in a um, in a therapeutic facility that would continue on with this affirmation care. And that therapeutic facility, by the way, for boys. Yeah, you can imagine how that worked out. Well, she take her, it didn't take her long. And by the way, you're in a therapeutic facility. You got mental problems. So she's being put, a girl is being put into a mental facility for troubled teenage boys. How do you think that worked out? It didn't work out well for her. She decided to get up and run away. So she ran away from the facility and she ended up in Texas. And while in Texas, she was picked up by another pedophile. And then she was, of course, trafficked to other pedophiles. Finally, January 24, 2022, she was rescued by the state police of Texas human trafficking. She had been beaten up, she had been raped, and she had been trafficked. This little girl had it really rough. 15 years old, now she's 16. Unlike what they did in Maryland, Texas authorities, they just returned her straight to her, her grandmother. On January 31st, 2022, that was last year, by the way, Sage explained what happened and a complaint was filed against her, against uh, her Maryland attorney and the bureaucracy that set Sage up to be trafficked again. Now, here's the big question. What took so long to actually get this story out? This story is over a year old. And no one has mentioned the story. This is a horrid story about the failure of bureaucracy, the failure of our institutions, the pushing of our institutions into um, indoctrinating the children and what could happen. This is when ideology runs into the institutions and bureaucracy. It runs into reality, I mean. These people are pushing this trans agenda crap. And in every case, at the school, at when she's on the streets, when she's in the courthouses, when she was at the therapeutic facility, she was abused everywhere that the bureaucracy stuck her. Until eventually, Texas, of all places, finally said, you know what, go back to grandma. And now she's, I mean, she's, she's ruined for life. I don't think there can be any doubt that this gal is damaged for life. But at least she has a monicum of a chance. This is a terrible story. It's an absolute terrible story. And it's a warning. And of course, no one wants to talk about that warning. No one wants to talk about it. But it is a serious warning 
and we should all take this extremely seriously. And I got news to you, this isn't the only story I have. I'm still reading it. Uh, Town Hall released a story um, last week about just an egregious horror that no one paid attention to. And more trafficked kids. And we're going to talk about that. I don't think it'll be tomorrow because I still have to finish uh, reading this story. I'll probably give you a, 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 a shorter version of it. But... This crap is going to happen. And I tell you what, one of the biggest tragedies about these stories is we just, our bureaucracy, because of ideology, just devalues human life. They devalue our children. To sit back and say, no, you've got to go into a therapeutic male facility as a girl with a bunch of mentally disturbed boys, the hell did they think was going to happen? Well, it doesn't matter. Their ideology, she's a boy. She's a real boy. No penis or anything, but that doesn't matter. Absolutely incredible story. And this this crap has to stop. This crap has to end. Okay. Visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. I hope you enjoyed the sto- uh, story. I hope you had a great weekend. Talk to you tomorrow. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.